Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast. My name is Nasser Pasha. <laughs> My name is Matt Staub. Ah, uh, best you up, right? This is our podcast where we cover business in the news and answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, can send in to ask at Legally Sound Smart Business. A very fun episode today. I'm really looking forward to something that I'm very much into, which is CrossFit. Actually, I'm not at all. <laughs> never done it in my life but i feel like i should say that yeah i've never done it never plan on doing it i have friends that are all about it and i've seen people do it it just seems like it's asking to be injured it's not natural to be they're just like jerking around tons of weight like awkwardly and i don't know it just seems very questionable but i'm sure you can get in good shape if done correctly yeah i think the problem is a lot of people do it incorrectly because they're either not being trained properly or the trainer doesn't know what they're doing Actually, what I am into is all the CrossFit videos of people getting injured and doing crazy stuff. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like, I like to watch injuries. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but they, they do some really, dark. really dumb stuff. And, you, and it's obvious bad form. And then, of course, like, it's really what not to do in CrossFit. Well, it's one of two things, right? It's either people that are pushed too far, like they just want to keep doing more and more weight or doing more reps. So they're going to push themselves and compromise their body or two. They're just so tired that at that point, you're like, you're not a hundred percent and you just let something slip and that's how you get hurt. But I would, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like you would like to watch people get injured, but, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, that's about as close as I can get to CrossFit, Yeah, but there is a joke with CrossFit that I think there's one rule about CrossFit is that you don't stop talking about CrossFit, yeah, which yeah. is totally true because people that are in it are way in it. I don't know what it is. It's a cult, basically. So what we're going to talk about, this is a CrossFit gym in West Palm Beach, Florida. And the reason I like talking about these because they're just good conversation pieces because it's and we're dealing with trademark infringement just to let people know. I like to have the debate of whether this is infringement or not for these things. But basically, for those of you familiar with Nike, which I hope everyone is, they have the Jordan brand, which I'm sure everyone has seen. Even you, Nasser, who doesn't... But Michael Jordan. Even you who doesn't like... Well, doesn't really watch too much basketball. I'm sure you know who Michael Jordan is and have seen the logo at some point. I stopped following basketball when he retired the first time, so... Ooh. 1998. Wow. it's a while ago. <laughs> so... We'll link it on the show notes, but it's him, you know, just jumping through the air. It's the iconic shot of him, like the ball up in the air, one leg up, one leg back on his way to dunk. So this CrossFit gym has (laughs) their logo is basically the exact. uh, It's not exactly (laughs) the same, but it's the Michael Jordan. It's pretty close. Jumpman logo, but upside down. I just don't really understand it, I guess. Is it trying to make some sort of message? I don't understand the, the thing to begin with, but that's what Nike's going after them saying, hey, we own the rights to the Jumpman logo. This is infringement. You've just taken our logo and flipped it upside down. How come I can't find their actual logo? I keep finding the Nike logo. Yeah, I was just trying to find that too. If you go to their website, you can see it a little bit better. Oh, okay. You gotta like turn your head upside down. Like it's not exactly, if it was flipped upside down, their logo, it's not exactly the same, but it looks... Very similar to the Jordan one. Basically, he's taking one of these, what are those things called? A dumbbell or 
You're talking about the Jordo as like it's a basketball. No, no, no. <laughs> not the basketball. I'm talking about the CrossFit logo. Yeah, the weights that have like a handle on yeah, it. Yeah, whatever they're called. So the CrossFit logo, they're basically balancing with one hand. We have to post this image to give an idea. So basically, he's balancing on this dumbbell thing. Not a dumbbell, whatever it is. Medicine ball with a handle. And yeah, it is the exact opposite. And it doesn't even seem like a coincidence, right? It looks exactly like it. I think it's a kettlebell. Kettlebell. Of course. That's news to me. It looks exactly like it just flipped. And the I would assume, I haven't looked into this, but I would assume that Nike's had the rights to this logo for quite some time. <laughs> I'm sure. It's a pretty clear imitation of the logo. It's just flipped upside down. Like I said, it's not a 100% match, but it's good 90% of the way there. I don't know. I think they may get away with this. I think it's different enough. But see, what's interesting about this whole thing is CrossFit themselves, they're an organization, and I think we just actually talked about this a couple of days ago, about how they actually license their name out to other companies and other gems or whatever pay to use this license. So accordingly, they are very aggressive to make sure that they are able to maintain the sanctity of their brand by suing everyone that uses the brand without their consent. Because, you know, these other companies are paying a license fee. So in order for that to have some value, they have to enforce the brand. And here, I mean, if you think about it, if there is a licensing brand, they go day by day, making sure that no one else is using it. So they have a pretty robust legal team to do this. Now that same legal team has to defend from trademark infringement rather than uh, enforcing it. I like the attorneys for the CrossFit gym's response. With all due respect to Michael Jordan, I've never seen Michael Jordan slam dunk a 70-pound kettlebell upside down. (laughs) (laughs) That was their response. (laughs) Yeah. But it's fair because the question is, you know, we've gone through trademark infringement before. The question is, is there any likelihood of confusion? And there's a number of elements, but that's always the element that is hotly contested, right? So I don't know. As of the first thing you think of, are you confused that this may be associated or affiliated with Nike or Air Jordan? What do you think? If I didn't have any background of the story, I would think no, personally. I mean, I don't know if I would even put it together right away that it was the Jordan. I mean, obviously, if it was flipped around the other way, it would look more like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at it right now and doesn't jump off the pages like, oh, that's definitely the Michael Jordan. It looks more like a, I don't know. I don't even know what it even looks like. But if if you if you know beforehand, then you can definitely see it. It seems like if you if you're familiar with CrossFit and that particular move, then perhaps you'd have no correlation with Nike because you're like, oh, that's that special move where you balance on that. What is it called? Kettlebell, dumbbell, kettlebell. Is that a move? Oh, I don't know. I assume so. Otherwise, because I saw another picture of a guy actually doing it. So against a wall. Yeah, I just saw that too. Well, that changes things, I think. I didn't know that was an actual thing. Yeah, if it's an actual thing. If it's not, even if it's not, frankly, it's so obscure. The bottom line is, if I was Nike, I wouldn't worry about this. CrossFit's going to be done pretty soon. And this shit's going to go under (laughs) or at least be something else. Yeah, it's all just the newest fad. Once enough people get enough injuries, like you said, then it's just done. But it's been a fad for a while. It's been a few years now, it seems like. But I agree with you. And one of the big problems with CrossFit is that it's there's a dilution of the brand itself in the sense that because of the materials that you need for a CrossFit gym, you can go to any warehouse and run out of space and all of a sudden you're a CrossFit instructor, right? And that's what's kind of happened. And that's why you see all this like very bad form and so forth, because it's kind of just so diluted in its uh, industry practice. But I think the top end gems will stay there, just like those yogurt places that your wife loves have gone to the sideline. 
the CrossFit gyms will also do the same. I don't know. I don't buy into any of this. I'm strictly manual labor outside. That's <laughs> that's my workout. Old school. You are very old school. I know this. <laughs> Question of the day comes from a restaurant owner in Stockton, California. Can I prevent my employees from showing tattoos during work? I think this means that they're wearing. I don't think it means like, can my employees take their shirt off and show tattoos to the customers? <laughs> I think it means, can they force them to cover tattoos? Like, yeah, visible, make them invisible or, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's a good question. I think there's been a lot of talk with Starbucks I don't know if they just did or recently they've had a change of policy for the dress code for covering up tattoos. They used to require tattoos to be covered, but now they allow it so long as it's not in your face or neck. But the question is, this restaurant owner wants to maintain that. And so the the basic question is whether or not your policy is going to discriminate based upon a protected class, whether it is race, gender, in California, sexual orientation, et cetera you know, disability, for example. So what's the answer there? What do you think? I would say if it's reasonable, then I think you would probably be fine with it. But you're walking that fine line of opening yourself up for discrimination lawsuit. Yeah, especially like, for example, if somehow you unevenly apply the rule, because I'm trying to think of a circumstance, but for with tattoos, but there are exceptions. Like, for example, there may be some religious reason for having a certain tattoo at a certain location. Yeah. So there's that danger, but then you would just have to make an exception for it. And I don't know. I mean, tattoos are, and I think this is what Starbucks does. I mean, tattoos are have been taboo in the past, but maybe not as much now. And it kind of depends what the tattoos are, because yeah. I think even Starbucks, they limit, if you do have a tattoo, so long as it's not rude or obscene, then it's yeah. fine, which makes sense because a lot of people consider tattoo as like their expression of speech. In the same way, you can't be an employee of a restaurant or a coffee shop and spout out obscene language in the same way that you're wearing a shirt or tattoo that says the same as well. And that kind of prohibition has no problem. Yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. I think that you should probably just get any employees with tattoos, just force them into laser surgery to remove them <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> Could they do that? Probably not. Yeah, you probably can, especially if you happen to own a laser removal surgery center and force all your employees to remove it. That might be an interesting policy. The serious answer, I mean, yeah, just have a reasonable reason. Yeah, to be safe. Yeah. I agree. That's a good idea. Have some kind of connection. Like, for example, if it's tattoos that are normally covered anyway and no one would see it anyway, then prohibiting that wouldn't make sense and could open you up to certain liability for sure. The uniforms or the what they're going to be wearing, it's the only thing it's going to be showing is face, neck, and then like from the elbow to the, the end of the finger. So it's not like there's that much even. <laughs> I think it's only pretty much yeah. concerned about like arm tattoo. Well, I guess there are face and neck tattoos if you want to go that route. But I think arm tattoos yeah. are the way more common tattoo that they're going to encounter. I wonder if you can only hire people that have tattoos. Like if you're in a tattoo shop, you want to have somebody that yeah. is sporting the goods, right? I knew one of my friends had a friend or worked with somebody who his work didn't allow show tattoos and he had basically full tattoos from like his arms all the way to where he could roll his sleeves up so like if his sleeves were rolled up on his long sleeve shirt and when they were rolled up that was like the exact line of there was nothing and then like if you looked even higher it was just like full sleeve of tattoos i think i've seen that yeah yeah 
It's pretty creative. So just do that. One of the best barber shops that I know of in um, San Diego is a tattoo place down in, um, gosh, what's the location? It's kind of in the San Diego State College area. And they have a, basically a barber inside of a tattoo parlor, which is pretty cool. I think it's called Pappy's Barbershop, something like that. Anyway, highly recommend. It's Pappy's Barbershop, but it's in Propaganda Tattoo, if I recall correctly. But, you know, you get there and get a haircut. Very old school. They're good at 1920s haircuts. And then you sit down and watch people come in, get tattooed, which is kind of a nice people watching moment as well. Interesting. I don't even think he needs business because it's one guy. You have to schedule like days in advance. Always seems to be busy. That's too far out for me. So. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to us and having us in your headphones or speaker. And as always, keep it sound, keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast, The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.